The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosalind Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, sis. So, girl, I'm going to let you know right now that I am revved up. Um, I have not done an episode in a long time where I have felt like I went in. Because, girl, I feel like I'm about to go in. Okay, so prep your ears, prep your hearts for this message, because not only was I slayed this morning, I believe you're going to be slayed as well. If this episode is good to you, sis, please, 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 by all means, share with a friend, because I know that I'm not the only one that is literally over here shookington. Okay, so as you can tell, the title of the podcast, I have to share with you all this message that I received this morning in my quiet time with God. Um, And so I have to start off with the scripture and, and then we're going to get into the episode and I'm going to repeat the scripture consistently throughout the episode because it slayed me. And I think the thing that really got me was the nature behind it and the fact that this was in the Bible. Like, I don't think I've ever seen the scripture for real be in the Bible and read it in this context. So we're going to be coming from Ecclesiastes, which is not a book I go to often. I am really kind of dabble into Old Testament periodically, but really kind of love the New Testament. But y'all, so Ecclesiastes 11, and we're going to start with, do I want to read the whole thing? I'll just, I'm going to read verse 11, four, because that's the scripture that I'm coming from. So Ecclesiastes 11 and 4 says, and this is in the New Living Translation, it says, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. I'm going to read that again. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. So I'm going to read the full context of Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through Let's start with one through six. So Ecclesiastes 11, one, send your grain across the seas and in time, in the in time, profits will flow to you, but divide your investment investments among many places for you do not know what risks may lie ahead. When clouds are heavy, rain comes down, whether a tree falls north or south, south, it stays where it falls. Farmers who plant for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing into a mother's womb, so can so you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon. For you do not know if profit will come from one activity or another or maybe both. So I'm going to read you the two sets of 
uh, study information from the study Bible. And again, this is coming from the Life Application Bible, New Living Translation. So the study information for Ecclesiastes 11 and 4 says, waiting for perfect conditions will mean inactivity. I'm going to read that against this. Waiting for perfect conditions will mean inactivity. This practical insight is especially 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 applicable to our spiritual lives if we wait for the perfect time and place for personal bible reading we will never begin if we wait for a perfect church we will never join if we wait for a perfect ministry we will never serve take steps now to grow spiritually do not wait for conditions that may never exist now i'm going to come from a um a lens of this time my mental health but i am also going to really really talk about walking in your gifting um and what this looks like, because I really want to address this because this has been sister season for as long as I can remember. And it's been a recent shift in that. And I want to talk about it personally, both as well, all together. But I'm also read the study portion of 11, one through five, which was the second set of scripture I read. In these verses, Solomon sum- summarizes that life involves both risk and opportunity. Because life has no guarantees, we must be prepared. Solomon does not support a stingy, desperating, dis- I don't know what that is, what that word is, attitude. Just because life is uncertain does not mean we should do nothing. I'm going to read that again. Just because life is uncertain does not mean we should do nothing. We need a spirit of trust and adventure. Facing life's risks and opportunities with God-directed enthusiasm and faith. So when I say I was slay this morning, I sent this to a friend or a couple friends. And this is what my friend wrote back to me that her Bible said back to I know I'm giving a lot of context before I get into the meat of what I want to talk about. But y'all, I'm about to go in on you. Okay, just be prepared. Her study Bible said, we do not know what the future holds, yet we must still act with our limited knowledge. We must take risks and have faith. Life is a precious gift. Limited knowledge. Okay, so the title of this is how to not walk or what What am I trying to say? Something along like the perfect timing. I don't know what I'm going to title this, but you'll know when you see it. Listen, y'all, I, I have to start by saying this to say that there is no perfect time. I am one of those people that um, definitely used to really rely on my feelings as my guide, as the things that I did. But I'm going to tell you, perfect timing never happens. And this is why the perfect time never exists. I don't know what the perfect time is for you. That could be the perfect time to go to God. That could be the perfect time to step in your full purpose. That could be um, the perfect timing to figure out what your gift is. That could be the perfect timing to do that. And we ask so many questions and ask for so many confirmations on everything that we already have stirred inside us that we know. This is how you know your your gifting. It is easy to you and hard to others. I heard that on a podcast. I don't remember where I heard it from, but I'm just going to say it is easy to you and hard to others. Additionally, the other thing with gifting is that what I have come to understand is it is the thing that you are burdened with. It is the thing that makes you stir up inside when you hear people talk about it. it is the thing that you know in your heart, if you stepped into it and did it, girl, what problem do you solve? And why are you waiting on the perfect timing to start? 
Why are you waiting on the perfect timing to start your healing process? Why are you waiting on the perfect time to start the thing you know that's in your heart to do? And I'm not a person that says you should be doing this, we should be doing that because nobody has to explain to you that. But also I think should puts a lot of shame when we're not doing it. So I'm not sitting here telling you or making you feel bad for not stepping into it. But sometimes I think we need to have the understanding that there are a lot of things we're waiting on and we're looking at God like, why have you not made this happen? But the scripture literally says, and I'm going to read it again. It says, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. So the problem is that not God in the sense of the thing even is the even the things that the following scripture says, just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in a mother's womb. So you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. And so we're waiting on God trying to figure out his activity or inactivity with something. But there's another part before this that says farmers who wait for perfect weather. You're waiting on the perfect time to start whatever it is. It's in your heart to start or address or deal with or go to or not go to or put a boundary up on something instead of just doing it. You don't need a perfect time, sis. You don't need a perfect time. And going back into the scripture that I talked about where it says plant your seed in the morning, like go and do the thing. Go and do the thing. There's never a perfect time. But you know what happens? What happens when we wait and we don't and we're looking for a harvest that we never planted for, that we never put in time for? We're sitting on the sidelines looking at other people insecure, sad or depressed because they started. And I and again, I'm not trying to make y'all feel bad, but like we have to wake up. And so the other thing when I was talking about with my friend and what she put um, in the scripture where it talked about having limited knowledge, you are not going to know. A lot of times you're literally going to be walking and not know what you're doing. You're literally going to be walking, not knowing what you need to do. You're literally going to be walking with blind faith. And so the understanding that you got to know every single thing to have it perfect is just null and void. There's no perfect time. There's no perfect time that exists. Why? Because timing is now. Time is is always going to pass us by. And I'm going to get into how you can practically start walking these things out. But I have to preface this and say that we cannot wait on perfect timing because the Bible clearly says when we wait on perfect weather, we never plant. When we wait on the perfect timing, we never start. When we wait on the perfect place, we never go. We wait on the perfect person, we'll never get them. We wait on the perfect time, and I and I don't mean perfect person because I probably shouldn't use people, but like we, we we wait and we don't do activity, and or we do activity out of lack or or a mindset that it's not going to happen for us when when everything the Bible talks about that is for us will come. But the, how are you putting your hands to something? And so when I'm talking about in verse 6 where it says, Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon. For you do not know what know if profit will come from one activity or another. Or maybe both. You don't know whether what you're doing right now is going to bring forth something. But what if it brings forth something from both of the things you do? 
What if it brings forth something in all of the things that you do? If it's a podcast, if it's a YouTube, and I'm not even talking about content, if it's a promotion, if it's a job, if it's a relationship, you won't know. But we take our time and we look for this perfect moment. And most of the time, we got to take risks. Like that was what that that uh, study part of the scripture said, where just because life is uncertain does not mean we should do nothing. We need to move with a spirit of trust and adventure. God is a risk taker. God is a risk taker. God is a risk taker. He acts in faith. He acts in our belief. Literally, the Bible says it is impossible to please him without faith. When he told Abraham, go, it was a risk for Abraham to literally go to a place he had never seen before. But what happened? Abraham went, he took a risk. And what did God do? He multiplied him. And so if God is a multiplier, it means you got to take risks to multiply. You got to invest. You got to do stuff. You got to invest time. You got to invest energy. You got to invest all these things. And so what has been my experience with perfection? Because I feel like I can speak to this so heavily because of my own experience with this. But I think that from my own experience with perfectionism and my own experience with wanting to have the perfect timing with stuff, I realized recently that that didn't exist and that and that partially was because I've taken the step to do something that I really haven't talked about publicly but more than anything I think it's more of understanding that me hiding behind and not taking risks or me hiding behind my lack of faith was never an opportunity to glorify God. It was only an opportunity to glorify myself. Why? Because I am always the one that's mulling and waiting over something instead of putting my trust where I say my mouth is, putting my trust where my mouth is. If I say I have all this trust in God, if I say I have all these, all these things I want to go after, What is the pressure I'm putting on myself instead of really just like trusting God? Now, here's the thing. I'm not trying to say, and hear me out, hear me clear, sis. Don't take what I'm saying out of context. There is a level of responsibility you have, but there's also a level of responsibility that we can't put on God that we don't do. And so to put put the to put to put all on God, God provide the whole timing, provide the fullness, provide all these things beforehand when you're not even willing, even if he handed you everything you needed, would you still say yes? Or would you say I'm afraid? Or would you say I'm fearful? Or would you say the timing isn't right? Or would you say I can't go for it? Or would you say I don't want to deal with that? There's pain regardless. There is pain regardless. There's a decision factor. There's an element of, I don't know what this is going to look like. And so for myself, as I, and I'm just going to go and be transparent with y'all, walking in full-time entrepreneurship, it has been one of those things where I literally wake up some mornings and I'm like, God, what am I doing? This was recent, and I'll probably give a full story on another time, but over the last maybe three weeks, I've been walking in full-time entrepreneurship. And so what this looks like is you literally don't know what the next day is going to look like. You're walking blindly. But here's the thing that I realized with giftings. Gifting comes from me knowing that regardless of whatever has happened, God is going to allow his spirit to guide me. Why? Because I'm putting full trust in him. 
But the biggest thing that I want to say, y'all, is part of me and what I have not watched in perfection was out of God having to strip me down of my pride. So being going ahead and being um, conditioned by God, going ahead and really being transparent. I was talking to a friend the other day and I was telling her about um, the humility of servanthood and what it looks like. The, the difference with humility of servanthood is that in order to be humble to serve people, you have to be humble before God because servanthood only comes from serving the father. Like servanthood really is a humbling act because you put a lot of sacrifice into it. And so when I talk about this and when I was telling her about this, in order for us to really be servants before the father, we got to be vulnerable with him. But most of us aren't willing to be vulnerable with God. Most of us aren't really willing to show our scars to him. And when we show our scars to him, we come to him with a religious spirit and we come to him thinking we have to be in this box. And God never put us in a box. Do y'all not see that there are preachers and people that, and I'll be honest, get paid money to be themselves who are Christian, who walk fully in the power of the Holy Spirit. And they're not in these places where they have to be a certain way. They're just truly loving God and following in what they do in obedience. And so, again, when I was telling her this, I was like, you have to be humble before the Father and vulnerable with God about the ugly things. That's the only way you get to experience the fullness and the power of God. When those when the when uh people came to Jesus to ask for healing, they were humble about what they were coming to him about. Most of them had leprosy. Most of them were um filled with unclean spirits. Most of them had uh physical ailments that in that society at the time would have cast them away. So in saying that in a society where those things are cast out and and cast away in the eyes of the people, they went to their they went to a random person and believed in knowing that he would have the power to save them and help them to ask for assistance. What type of level of vulnerability does it was it, would that mean? It means that you got to have the ability to know that there is no perfect time to go get what you need. You have to go get it with boldness. The Bible talks about us coming boldly to the throne of God so that we can receive grace and mercy. And so, again, we're all waiting. On, you're waiting on this perfect time. And by saying the perfect time, you never plant. I was having a conversation with my therapist. Um, this had to been a couple months ago. And I was telling her about how um, I was struggling with the feeling of I think at the time I don't remember exactly what was going on in this season at the time but I felt like she oh this is what happened so I had just had my son of course and she was telling me you know why don't you just give yourself grace to not feel like you gotta do and perform and work and all these things and I was like no like no I can't do that And she was like, what's the problem with being content with where you are? And I immediately heard contentment and felt sit and felt inactivity. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And she was like, what's wrong with contentment? She was talking from a place of being grateful and satisfied where you are and not looking so far ahead that you psych yourself out and also get worried and anxious about the future, but more so plant with what you have in front of you. But I saw it as do nothing. Why? Because this in my mind meant 
Contentment meant for me that I couldn't do anything, that I needed to just sit. And she was like, no, that's complacency. And so a lot of us are complacent where we are at because, again, we're waiting on this perfect time. What would it look like if you literally went after everything in your heart that you know and believe you can do? It would look like a lot of probably a lot of fear. It would probably look like a lot of um, doing things that are going against what your parents taught you, doing things that go against the grain, doing things that you think the market is saturated in and is not. Y'all, you know how many podcasts are out right now? Think about it. Just put yours out. You don't know what's going to hit. But you're looking at, oh, everybody has a podcast. Everybody got a podcast. Everybody got an Instagram too. Everybody got a Facebook. But that's not going to stop you from making an account or posting on it. So what makes you think that because you don't feel like you got to have the perfect time? I tell people all the time. When I started my podcast, I had around like 400 followers on Instagram and zero listens. My podcast had zero listens. Nobody knew me from nowhere. No one knew who I was. But there was a heart and a desire to educate people about my story with mental health, but also the fact that God that God saw fit for for my story to be shared. I here's the thing. It goes back to it goes back to verse six. Plant your seed in the morning. Keep busy all afternoon. For you do not know the profit one will come from another, or maybe both. I didn't know the profit, but let's go back to the previous verse. It says. So you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. I didn't know what God was doing. How you're listening and even you knowing that my podcast exists is only an act of God. Because I don't know y'all. I don't know y'all. I barely even touch the surface of meeting or talking to any of you. And so to wait for this perfect time stops you from being able to experience the glory of God. Because that's God's glory. Let me go to my next point. And my next and last point. Sometimes we think we need more when really we just need to execute. Sometimes we think we need more education. Sometimes we think we need more. um, And I'm not saying anything's wrong with education. I'm not. Because in my field, education is necessary. But for you, it may not be. You may not need to go get another degree. But if that's something on your heart to do, then follow suit with that. God will provide the provision. But sometimes we think we need more education, more programs, more coaching, more things, more this, more that. When really we just need to execute. Sometimes you don't need to talk to another friend about what has happened in that breakup relationship and how hard you're having, a hard time you're having. Sometimes you need to take the step and just go to counseling. You don't need to probably try to change the way your mom is because I'm going to tell y'all from my own experience, you can't change a grown person, nor should you expect to change a grown person. We sometimes put so much expectation on other people to fulfill an expectation we have in ourselves and they're not going to fulfill it. You're only going to end up with disappointment and resentment. You're only going to end up with the resentment of what they didn't do thinking that that's going to solve the problem and it's only going to make you sadder. And then sometimes you don't even have the tools 
to know how to process this. So you just walk around not trusting people and hating everybody and being really, really disappointed and really unforgiving towards everyone because of the bitterness that you feel from what someone did. And that's not shame. That's the reality of what it is. We're bitter. When we walk in unforgiveness and resentment and disappointment, we become bitter. And so sometimes you think you need more, but really the biggest thing is you need to execute on what that looks like. And execution is painful. Why? Because it pushes you out of your comfort zone. It pushes you out of this thought process that I need to wait for the perfect time. You don't need to be wait to be perfect. The world is not expecting us to be perfect at all. Not only are they not expecting us to be perfect, people really don't want to see perfect people because they one, they don't exist, but two, when you box everything up perfectly, there's no authenticity. I talked to y'all in the episode from last week. When I, 2016, y'all, I was experiencing horrible depression. Seriously. And was extremely exhausted mentally. But to look at me now, you would never expect that that was my portion. That was my portion. That was what I walked in daily. That was the attitude I felt all the time. And so to hear like it's authentic because that is what my truth was. Y'all, I was so, so depressed. I remember thinking that there were times where I, I was like, God has forgotten me. God has literally forgotten me. He does not care what I feel. He does not know what I feel. I'm coming to him constantly. He just doesn't hear me. I didn't know at the time that that was warfare, that that was spiritual warfare. But I also didn't know that what God was also doing was helping me to go through a process of unlearning what I thought was my perception of him and switching it into a healthier view of him. I didn't know. I did. I genuinely thought that he was just trying to punish your girl. Because what I remembered in my heart was what I saw growing up with my relationship with my dad. And I associated that with the Lord. And so I didn't know that that was the portion that I was dealing with. That was the seed that was growing and growing. And I was watering it unconsciously. But what also what was happening was I had to experience that level of blindness and also walking in just straight up confusion and torment and mentally just overwhelmed to understand what it looks like on the other side with the glory, the glory of the Lord. Why? So that I can speak to you and say that, but there was no perfect time. There was no perfect time for that. It was very rough. And so I say this to say is that there's a perfect time that never exists. There's never a perfect time because if you wait on the perfect time, as the Bible states in Ecclesiastes 11 and 4, farmers who wait to plant, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. What do you need to plant? What do you want to plant? Let's start there. What do you want to plant, sis? What do you want for yourself? What is it that you need for yourself? It's different when you try to impress other people. And also, it's very different when you also victimize yourself to try to get somebody to have empathy on you. Let's talk about that, because that used to be a part of my story as well, where you know these amazing things about yourself, but you dummy it down and you talk so down to yourself so that way somebody else can build you up. And really, that's a validation you don't have to have. 
because truly that's a limited validation that, that never satisfies. It only, the only validation you need comes from God. That's the only validation you will ever need. And that's really the only validation your heart really wants. But you never know that by staying and isolating and closing off. Get into a community. I talk about this in my program, Show Up Sis, where I teach women of faith how to overcome this overwhelm of self-sabotage and procrastination. And really part of that being perfectionism Or you procrastinate on the things that you're doing because you're not willing and wanting to take the step. If you are interested in show of sis, please, please, girl, like I'm going to start another cohort and sometime in September. And I really would love for you to be a part of the program where I practically teach them how do you steward your time daily in a sense so you can stop waiting on this perfect time. There have been and we are in week four in three weeks. They have gotten more clarity. They have understood. They have a community of supporters with each other. Two of them actually took the time on Saturday to plan together, to plan out their weeks, to be able to start pursuing the things that they need to do without me. So this is just more than a program where you're learning how to steward your time. But the biggest thing I want you to get from is how to be productive, how to be disciplined, how to create routines that work and overall fulfillment. They're talking in in the last three weeks, the girls in my program have been able to talk about starting to work on their businesses in three weeks. We haven't even gotten into all of the meat of their schedules. We've just been dealing with mindset. These pieces right here where we're talking about perfectionism. And so if you are interested in show up, sis, please, please, please go to the link in the description and sign up for the wait list. I want to help you be able to know that you got this. But also, I want you to also know that there's no perfect time. There's no perfect time. And I never looked at this scripture before. I never saw this scripture before. This also lets me know and further confirms to me that God is a risk taker. I didn't believe that. I always thought that God was like a very timing, you know, timing thing. When it came to time, he was very big about that. And he is. And he's very big on wisdom. And I'm not also saying choose things prematurely. But I'm saying go after the things that you think you need a perfect time for that you really don't. Because there's not a perfect time. So if you're interested in show up, sis, go to the link in the show notes. If you are interested in um, just anything related to this, please run to those scriptures in the Bible. I will list the scriptures in the show notes as well. I hope this episode was good to you, sis. Write me on Instagram. I'm actually going through all of my messages now because I have to get back to people who have wrote me. But please let me know, was this episode help you, helpful to you? Share it. Share it with someone. And I love y'all and I'll talk to you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.